This episode contains contraception, abortion, gender, sex, consent, and lack thereof. There was an interesting Twitter thread uh, a little while ago, about a week ago, um, about, so a a woman got an IUD, um, the same one I'm pretty sure that I have, and she like I was when I got my first one, was wholly unprepared for what that experience was going to be like. Um, and and the, the thesis of the article that she then wrote is, if men had to get IUDs, they'd get epidurals and a hospital stay. And <laughs> there's something to that. <laughs> like, they would definitely at least get some kind of sedation, I'm pretty sure. Like, so... I'm not totally convinced that when I had surgery on my wrist that that if I had had the same level of pain relief, namely, oh, take a couple of Advil before you come in. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure that wouldn't have been less painful than when I got my first IUD uh, inserted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, t- to back up a bit, um, this is from Casey Johnston, who um, I've been following as a tech writer ever since... She started complaining about the keyboard on the 2016 era MacBook Pros, um, and her uh, she uh, has been writing about tech, you know, before then. And uh, today she wrote a piece about um, why that enormous China security hack might not have been a thing, which I haven't seen, you know, from like the real quote unquote tech publications I follow either. But that's good because now we don't have to do a topic about it because it turns out to be nothing. Right. Which, God, what a weird story that was. <laughs> what, a, what a strange roller coaster yeah. on like Friday or whatever, or Thursday, I don't even know. Anyway, a few days ago. Um, but more interesting is the extent to which it's okay. Like gynecological pain is just nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Yeah, that'll teach um, you to have a uterus. Yeah, like I can I can't even imagine. I would I would like to body swap like maybe my teenage self which had so I've had cramps so bad that I almost threw up. <laughs> like not not often, but in my life I have and and there was nothing like I didn't get to I didn't go to the hospital or anything. That was just like, oh well, you're on your period, so. Yep, that's just a thing. Perhaps you'd like to take a couple of Advil or whatever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So apparently, experiences vary, and obviously, and it's worse um, if you've never had a baby when you get an IUD. But yeah, because it seems so. Uh, what I tried to read up on this. So anyone who's not aware, an IUD is either a piece of metal or plastic laden with hormone spewing well, they're atoms. All, they're all plastic. Some of them are wrapped in metal. Right. Um, but anyway. It's a T-shaped thing that goes past your cervix into um, your uterus. And they're one size fits all. And apparently that's where the pain can or can't come from. Just the angles involved and, you know, matching up size. Yeah. I mean, there are a few different, uh, different p- 
points at which you can... In my case, I don't recall it being too bad when they yanked open my cervix. They, <laughs> I, I, I did go at the time when you're supposed to go, which is when you're having your period. So that wasn't too horrible. Yes, that gives you an extra millimeter for them to... Right. To stuff the forceps in before they start cranking. Yeah. And I, I don't think I had any weird tilt going on or anything like that. But I do remember the first thing they do after they've yanked open your cervix is poke you with a thing to see like if your uterus is big enough. Mm-hmm. Apparently mine was, but they poked me. And that was like a really horrible cramp right then. <laughs> <laughs> and then having done that, they then insert the thing, which is another horrible, horrible cramp. And that one lasts a while like eight hours <laughs> um and so <laughs> and my anesthesia was a nurse held my hand <laughs> <laughs> like there was a nurse holding my hand at the time and so i kind of like they were like okay all done at the end of it after like telling check the strings whatever um so i i exit the exam room that they did it in and i'm like gonna pass out because that's how bad it hurts so i had to like sit in a chair outside of the exam room like you know the little chairs like the waiting room chair yeah well not even a waiting i didn't make it to the waiting room oh it was like they sometimes they have you sit down and they take your blood pressure like outside of of the exam maybe this is a kaiser thing they kind of do some stuff in the hallway before they put you in a room so I was in one of those chairs, <laughs> trying not to pass out, um, and nobody like n- noticed. It seemed like somebody might, you know, wonder what I was doing, but nobody did. Uh, and then I left, and I drove myself home because <laughs> you know nobody had told me. Oh, by yeah. the way, at the end of this, you will be almost blacking out from the pain. So I drove myself there. I thought I was going to go back to work. I did not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went home and I sort of rolled around on the bed for for a very long time thinking about how very excruciating that was. Like that was the second worst pain I've ever had. The worst pain so far was when I threw out my back. Um, That was really, really bad. Uh, So uh, have you had your wisdom teeth taken out? So I did, but it was no big deal for me. Uh, Um, They had all erupted. So it was just wiggling and yanking. The most upsetting part of that was the sound. Oh, so you were completely awake for that. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing. Like, I uh, I was awake. Um, the worst part of getting my wisdom teeth out was definitely getting the shots in, my, in the roof of my mouth. <laughs> that was very, very painful. Um, like, enough so that my I started, like, tearing up. But I wasn't going to black out. Of course, that might have been because I was lying down. Oh, that's, um, that's just a bad dentist, though. Um, that yeah, that part doesn't need to hurt. It super did, though. Yeah. It was excruciating. <laughs> but then my mouth was numb and it was just sort of weird grinding noises as they wiggled my teeth out. Yeah. Um, that wasn't bad. I've had fillings uh, without being numbed for them. That was not very pleasant, but it was of short duration. Mm. Um, so it, I didn't I don't really mind that because I know it's going to stop soon. The thing about when I got my first sight, I did not know when the pain was going to stop. I did not know if it was going to stop. For all I knew, I was in the process of ejecting it. Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> the second one went much better. But uh, this this is a pretty common experience. You go in, 
told to some people get told to take Tylenol at home, which is extra, <laughs> extra fucking useless. Um, I always think of uh, that old Aleve commercial where it's like you'd have to take two Advil or 16 Tylenol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, like you shouldn't take 16 Tylenol because of all the NSAIDs, that's like the hardest on your liver for like the least benefit. Yeah. <laughs> but um so did your experience mirror hers where um as it got closer it was only slowly starting to slightly more reveal just how invasive and painful it might be nope all i knew was that i might want to take a couple of as of uh, ibuprofen before i came in so you're saying you got even less warning i was even more ignorant and this okay. was so this, my first one would have been in 2009 um, I didn't, I had only Googled it to the extent that I knew that I could have one as somebody who had never had a child. I did not find any discussion of the fact that it is horribly, horribly excruciating. <laughs> um, I also didn't like put that information onto the internet. So maybe in that sense, I have also failed my fellow women, but I'm not a journalist, so I don't know who would publish it if I had, um, yeah, this was right. before the salad days of app.net, so you didn't have much of an audience in aught nine. Even, I mean, it was, I didn't have much of an audience. I, I mean, I still don't really have much of an audience, but I actually didn't um, until I had done my uh, former podcast for like a year or two. But um, yeah, it was, I, I knew, almost, I, was, <laughs> I was, I was even less prepared. And this is kind of a thing. Like, so in addition this was voluntary on my part, but there's lots of involuntary uh, gynecological pain that that people have to deal with. Um, endometriosis, for one, which is really, 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 really terrible and is underdiagnosed and way undertreated to the extent it can even be treated at all. And so there's just probably millions of women, um, some of whom don't even know that that you know, well, not just women, obviously, um, people with uterus havers, uteri, yes, uterus havers, um, out there whose fertility is potentially being slowly eaten away. Uh, it can screw up your intestines, your, well, basically anything that's in that vicinity can be pretty seriously damaged. Uh, and there's not a whole lot that they will do for you, uh, to, to a certain extent, there's not a whole lot that they can, but I'm also not sure how much to what extent medical science is looking into it. Yeah. And on top of that, um, so there are a whole bunch of things where hormonal birth control is a pretty good treatment because, you know, it's effectively hormone replacement therapy because you have something that is potentially caused by an imbalance or whether it's caused or not, um, regulating, it seems to clear things up. Like, um, the, uh, there's, uh, like, the pills that are, um, like, used to treat extremely severe acne um, and or, you know, just regulating menstruation. But, you know, in our current political climate as of hmm. this weekend, um, yes. oral contraception had, or I should say just women taking charge of contraception has always been an issue of, you know, slut shaming 
because, you know, just no matter what women do, getting knocked up is their fault. Right. And, and simultaneously, while also simultaneously frowning on abortion. Right. So it's funny, like, there are all these dudes out there who, <laughs> who do they think they're going to be having sex with? Right. Postmenopausal women? Right. Is is that <laughs> is that what they're shooting for? Although I guess there's the other alternative, which I don't even want to think about, and is definitely the case for some of them, but let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> like that congressional candidate who who <laughs> who almost but didn't quite win <laughs> the election in his uh what was that, Alabama or Arkansas or one of them down there states. Yeah. I don't even remember the guy's name, but anyway, which was, yeah. If you get banned from the mall for being too creepy, like, that's super creepy. And you should not be able to have a career in politics, but you can because nothing matters anymore. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. It doesn't matter. And least of all, does it matter what happens to women and other uterus havers. Yeah, it's just, you know, too bad. Or just ignored. So you you brought up this other piece back from 2015, which feels like I've read before. Yeah, I think it's made the rounds a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, about a woman who just has a massive ovarian cyst that's been missed, and you know, basically because she had a male ER doctor who didn't look at her scan after ordering one. You know, so yeah. she sat writhing in pain for like an extra eight hours until his shift ended and a woman looked at it. Yeah. Did she lose the ovary? I forget. Forgot. Whether... Yeah, I didn't get I was rereading it right before we recorded and I didn't get to the end yet. But that's I I knew um, somebody who lost an ovary because her pain was ignored for far too long. Um, and that sucked. Not only was she in excruciating pain for far longer than she needed to be, but she had her fertility permanently halved, at least halved, because, you know, you you have two for a reason. It's like kidneys. One, you know, you can live with yeah. one, but it's really better. Functionally, there are two for a reason. And like kidneys, theoretically, your body will put the other one into overtime if you lose one. So it's not like you would um, go through one egg every other month. It would just be from the same ovary every month. But again, theoretically, and, you know, if the underlying cause for the first problem was genetic, then you're not necessarily out of the woods anyway. Yeah. It's it's just amazing what... Um, it, it's how, The extent to which it's... People with bodies read as female are not taken seriously. And in fact, in the case of, uh, it definitely didn't hurt at all that the woman had her, uh, I don't know if he was her boyfriend then or husband or whatever, that anyway, that there was a man there. Right. I mean, it wasn't ultimately what, it, it was, you know, a, a woman actually looking <laughs> at the scan. You'd think <laughs> that, I mean... You'd think both ordering and, you know, reviewing would be uh, standard, but, you know, whatever. You know, that brings up another... Th oh, I f forget how I got onto this before, but um, scary man voice is effective against men. 
Hmm. Um, oh, I know what this was. This was um, in regards to um, uh, Ken Kashenda's recent book about um, how he made the iPhone keyboard. Um, he tweeted something about how Steve Jobs called some of his work. It wasn't necessarily on the iPhone. Um, dog shit. And how he didn't really... He didn't really praise, but just sort of said, you know, like, this is what worked at Apple. And another former Apple employee said, you know, this is like the kind of crap that why she left. Um, and then hmm. the discussion eventually got to like the, you know, boot camp bullshit, you know, like just screaming at your underlings just works on men. Yeah, that would not work on me. You know, so if you have, you know a husband figure there to yell at the male doctor. Maybe that can accomplish something because apparently men respond to the angry screaming monkey. Well, female yelling, and we all know is just hysteria. Exactly. It's but not if a, a real man thing. yells, he means it. Right. Male anger is, is Well, also valid. statistically you are to be murdered by a man. True. <laughs> so there's that whole level. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I just really dislike being yelled at, and I'm a grudge holder, so you will definitely get worse performance out of me, like, and subtle insubordination, and just, <laughs> things will not go well for you. Yes, the patented Dennis spite. <laughs> yes. I come from a long line of spiteful people. On my dad's side, they're quick to anger. On my mom's side, they hold a grudge forever. It's a winning so. combination. <laughs> yeah um so you know if you do me wrong i'll never forget it <laughs> um yeah it, it it's really uh frustrating to go through the world with with the kind of body that i have <laughs> to be treated the way that people who look like me are treated and people who sound like me uh you know whenever i had to call um, Dell to get a part I had to like do this huge info dump just to get past the stage where they tell me to you know try unplugging it <laughs> and plugging yeah. it back in again like yeah like I needed a new hard drive most of the time or it was in the era of bulging capacitors and I needed a new motherboard um uh the 270 yeah forever in infamy and yeah, on that, I also saw a story of uh, a man and a woman colleague who were doing like consulting together, um, name swapped their email right. communications for a while and noticed that, you know, um, whoever signed with the woman's name had to constantly prove themselves and whoever signed the man's name could get through work much quicker because everything they say was just taken at face value and they could move on <laughs> with whatever the thing was. Yeah, one of those comes out every few years, it right. seems like, and and is received by some, at least a handful of men, as totally new information. Right. Yeah. So on the one hand, I'm glad that at least, so maybe that handful, something finally got through to them. Um, but it would be super if the fact that women have been saying this all along forever and ever, like if that mattered Right. Like, At all? this isn't new to the internet era or the Me Too movement. <laughs> this is, you know, for the entirety of women being a thing in Western culture, which, I mean, it's just forever. Yeah. Back in the day, this used to be an esoteric fact, but now everybody knows about Hedy Lamar. But she 
invented, you know, CDMA, but she was an actress and model at the time, so was not credited with it until practically posthumously. I think she, you know, died in her late 90s when she was finally, like, given credit for coming up with the stuff she came up with in the 40s. Yeah. I mean, stripping women of credit <laughs> Just a thing. Has, it has a long and storied uh, history in, in the Western culture. I, I think, I mean, haven't there been all kinds of women who discovered things like in, in botany and, and like fossils and stuff? And it like, who are the, you've, you've haven't heard their names because. Because it's not man, real until a man publishes it. Yeah. It super isn't. Um. There was that recent kerfuffle about um, the the one of the recent Nobel laureates is a woman uh, chemist, or is she a physicist? I forget. One of those. Um, they will both anyway. be offended you did not remember. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course. But anyway, so a while back, somebody had tried to post a Wikipedia page about her and it had been removed as n insufficiently notable. And like, you know, a few days later, she wins a fucking Nobel <laughs> Prize, at which point they felt that perhaps they could go ahead and let that Wikipedia page go through. Now, I'm sure, I'm positive, I'm 100% certain that every man on Wikipedia is at least that notable. So I'm sure that it's totally fair that that happened. Some of our podcasting friends have Wikipedia pages on them. Like men who have a podcast have Wikipedia pages. I should, I should, you know, <laughs> we should make, somebody should make a, a page for, I mean, for me, somebody make me a Wikipedia page, mention my podcasting work. <laughs> I bet I don't have the fewest Twitter followers of any anyone on Wikipedia. I mean, who's alive and has Twitter. Yeah. Although there are certainly dead people who have Twitter accounts that have more followers than I do. It really sucks. Yeah, this got pretty far from where we started. <laughs> it did. It did. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> how to bring it back around. Um, but basically, I mean, so this is just another episode about how just... everything's, <laughs> we're doomed and everything's terrible. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the joining thing is, you know, that women aren't believed and everything's just dumped in the women's problems aisle. It is. And I sort of feel like a lot of things might be better if women were believed. Like, first of all, I feel like scientific progress would have happened a lot sooner if twice as many people were working on it. Right. Like, in, in every human endeavor, if, <laughs> you know, it's like, I think I, I, somebody, I heard an anecdote, like, Bill Gates said that, you know, Saudi Arabia will never make progress as fast, um, because they don't let women do a lot of things. And it's certainly true, like... I mean, they will be slower than our, like, 90-10 split, because right. they're 100-0. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least, I mean, at least we've been able to drive cars for longer, for, for what that's worth. But I mean, it, it is really weird. Like, so I guess men, I guess a lot of men genuinely think that only men are smart. And that, the, that women, I, and we know that, I mean, James Damore published that whole mem memo about how maybe <laughs> women and minorities just aren't that bright. Right. Um, so clearly, 
this is not <laughs> it this is not some startling insight that maybe men just don't think women are, of course they don't we know they don't many of them don't some of them are willing to write it down and and you know <laughs> make that you know that's the hill they're willing to die on god i wish he had died but he didn't he hasn't so far but um, he did brand himself as fired for truth fuck that guy um <laughs> I hate that asshole so much. It's just like, why would you? So, I mean, obviously I'm biased because I have one of these woman brains and I think that it's pretty good and that, you know, there are probably at least as many smart women out there as smart men and that women are probably certainly intellectually capable. I mean, none of this stuff about picking up heavy things or running fast, like, is relevant in tech. There's there's no, like, endurance that's important. And even if there were, it's the kind that women are just fine at. Well, not only that, but, like, in terms of, like... So if you want to go deep into, like, raw biological differences, like, this is... So this is coming from someone who did, um... What did I do? Ten seasons of tracking cross-country? Women are not that far behind men in these things at like most levels and the quote-unquote bad women in any sport you can think of is so far ahead to, ahead of the average human you know whether they're male or female identifying so like my senior year of high school we had to integrate the boys and girls teams due to a coaching um restructuring and honestly it made a lot more sense because then we could have coaches for events instead of genders yeah i mean it, it's not like there's going to be hugely different strategies for coaching women versus men to run faster and jump over things exactly the mechanics are roughly similar right so due to theoretical biological differences yes like the top three-ish in a list of 20 athletes at any particular event were probably dudes but like after that, it was mixed. And in fact, in cross country, I was behind a lot of women. <laughs> but simultaneously, I was one of those, uh, you know, head of the pack sprinters. You know, it's it's just dumb luck. But like endurance specifically is like not really gendered. You know, yeah. like anyone can train to have endurance or be gifted with it or not have any yeah. at all. Right. <laughs> I'm in that last, I'm in the marshmallow category at the end there. Um, Powered entirely by caffeine. Yeah, totally. Uh, but like, where's I going? I mean, one of the things that women do is have babies. Um, or at least these kinds of bodies have babies. To a certain extent, um, some things you kind of do because you don't really have a choice. And that's one of them. Like once it's started, you're pretty much there. <laughs> you have to see it through the end uh, or die. So we generally don't die. So it's got to say something good about us as, you know, half the population. Yep. You live long enough to say I told you so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I personally am not going to go, you know, do all that because first of all, the whole everything like almost every individual part of that sounds horrifying. And then at the end you have a child, <laughs> which I also don't want, <laughs> but um, it's pretty sweet to have that choice uh, for now, <laughs> at least um, we'll, we'll see how, how long that stays the case. Uh, you, so we started watching the handmaid's tale 
<laughs> and um, it, yeah, it really fills you with with hope and cheer, as, as you might imagine. The whole thing, like, well, you know, I'm still allowed to read, so I've got that going for me. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's, it's super depressing. There's a lot of rape. Oh, fantastic. Super a lot. I mean, the whole premise, basically. The whole the whole idea is sexual assault. All right, then. Yeah. Maybe so, that will not be on my to-do list after all. <laughs> it's it's interesting um but it's also like you don't really necessarily want to binge it mm. <laughs> um but at least we aren't quite there yet no but That'll we're be. sure trying um so one thing i want to yeah. stuff in at the end here is mm. um right now it looks like the optimistic future for roe v wade is that it's demoted to states rights and mm. you know as much as um us coastal liberals like to mm -hmm. denigrate the uh, flyover states for voting for their own destruction we have to remember that every single state except for maybe vermont and oklahoma are narrower than 60 40 whichever way they lean and there are a lot of women in those red states that will be extremely hurt by whatever regressions we take. That's true, but it's also the case that a lot of uh, women who style themselves as conservatives um, are totally willing to blame other women for needing an abortion ever. They're pretty sure it will never happen to them. If it ever occurs that they need an abortion, that will be an exceptional circumstance that is acceptable because of all of the reasons that they can tell you. Um, right, and they'll somehow, be able to get to another state to do it as well. Right, the three exceptions are rape, incest, and me. Uh, yep. It's like a famous quote right. but uh, from I don't know who... <laughs> <laughs> but um it's already extremely difficult in some areas to to get a legal abortion uh in in certain states you already have to travel and it's already an undue burden uh for the women who are most likely to need them the women you know women who are being abused uh birth control abuse is a thing like a man will throw away your birth control or replace you know replace it or tamper with it basically right um to keep women you know barefoot and pregnant <laughs> yeah and it's also you know led to the um demonization of planned parenthood as exclusively an abortion clinic because you know just like there are catholic hospitals in the northeast that you know won't perform abortions there are you know, evangelical hospitals or other religious affiliated hospitals throughout the country that just won't perform them, period. So you, you know, even if you and your uh, insurance say, yes, this is covered, you know, blanketly covered, you know, completely opt in, you have to go find either Planned Parenthood in your state or another state. Yeah, I was reading a story a while back about a woman who had uh, her baby died, or it was dying. It was in the process of dying. She was at risk of going septic uh, if it died and it wasn't attended to. And her gynecologist was through a Catholic hospital, and they would yep. not terminate yep. the pregnancy. 
because they couldn't. They had to let it progress naturally and greatly increase her risk of death, which I think is pretty shitty. Yeah. So in my local area, we have, um, just in my town, we have the hospital to which I'm affiliated, which is more of a trauma center. And the hospital down the road, which is um, where people say you want to have babies because not being a trauma center, they're less chaotic. Um, Mm. And incidentally, they are a Catholic hospital. And Mm. someone I know who just had a miscarriage, um, you know, was doing all their stuff through that hospital. And they got a very infuriatingly, confusingly worded way of saying, like, um, you should go to a different hospital for this. Because they, basically, they were only willing to wait for her to miscarry. Even though it was at the point where it was like, this this is what's going to happen. But they just weren't honest with her. Right. I require, <laughs> you are required either to suffer more and stay here or go somewhere else. So please go away now. Yeah. You know, it was pretty much, you know, just, well, we don't take care of that here. <sighs> so yeah, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Seriously. So we had this topic queued up from, I guess you found it late, late last week or maybe over the weekend or I didn't check. Yeah, in something this. like that. Um <laughs> But this morning, um, a new climate report came out, and it is so bad that we have to talk about it next week. (laughs) Yeah. We're so fucked, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 